Welcome to the Slay and Thrive podcast, where we make crushing your goals feel like self-care. This is the show that helps high-energy women trapped in self-destructive patterns cultivate an unapologetic, loving body transformation through spiritual and personal development. On this podcast, you'll learn about dynamic eating psychology principles, mindset, shadow integration, and manifestation. I'm your host, Kayla Van Egdom, a health and energy guide, unicorn lover, and Amazon best-selling author. I am so delighted to be on this journey with you. Let's get started. All right, Slay and Thrivers, welcome back to the podcast. I would love to know, are you loving your new nickname? I am loving your new nickname. I said it once in the Facebook group and it has stuck. So okay with me greeting you that way. This episode is definitely for all of the slayers out there. I want to start by asking you, do you identify as a type A person or a high performer? Do you love to get out there and set goals? Do you love the adrenaline rush that comes from a good challenge? Do you find yourself able to apply yourself and achieve most of the goals you set for yourself? The career goals, the business goals, the finance goals, the relationship goals. Meanwhile, you're maybe struggling with those health and fitness goals. I'm going to take it one step further and guess that it might not even be the fitness goals you struggle with. Being a type A high performer, you can probably stick to a workout routine. And there's also a good chance you love working out and thrive on the satisfaction you get from completing workout programs. There's also a good chance that you're great with your first one or two meals of the day. Maybe you've got your scrambled eggs for breakfast down alongside your salad with chicken and avocado for lunch. Then, as the day wears on, you find yourself drawn towards the snacks. Whether that is sugar, bread, a sugary coffee drink, By the time you get to the end of the day, you're exhausted, you're stressed from pushing yourself all day long, and you get to this point where you're stuffing your feet into your shoes and driving yourself to the grocery store for those chips, and you're doing it almost like a woman possessed. Or maybe you end the day with too many glasses of wine, which leaves you feeling fatigued and sluggish the next day. All that hard work from the earlier part of the day feels like it was all in vain because you end the day consuming way more fuel than you actually needed for the day. Your frustration grows, your impatience with yourself and your self-sabotaging behavior gets more intense, and you go to bed with a deep fear that it's always going to be this way. I'm painting a picture for you 
because some flavor of this scenario is unbelievably common. I have seen it with so many amazing clients. And I've also experienced this exact scenario for myself many times over. So I would say I might have some expertise here. There are many reasons why high-performing, driven, hard-charging women have these particular types of struggles. These struggles do not stem from a lack of knowledge. Most of these women have probably read three or four nutrition books at one point or another, at least. They might have even read more. Their struggles also don't stem from a lack of discipline or ability. They've shown in all these other areas of their life that they can get shit done and be successful, which makes these food struggles all the more frustrating. Their struggles usually stem from some form of emotional eating, binge eating, or overeating, particularly in the second half of the day. These are the most common roadblocks that stall their progress towards having the health and the body they truly want for themselves. And if all of this sounds like you, keep listening because there is gold in this episode. We are going to talk about the four reasons why driven, high-performing, type A women have these particular struggles. And I'm also going to offer you solutions to each one of these reasons. You'll also notice that all of these are connected, and we'll see what that link is as we dive in. So reason number one for this, overworking. And this is why I touched on that exercise piece and how a lot of women who struggle with their weight or eating are actually great at the fitness part. And the thing is, our bodies are not meant to be working on overdrive all of the time. When we're running around like chickens with our heads cut off, demanding too much from ourselves, stuffing our to-do list way too full with more tasks than any human could get done in three days, let alone one, it actually creates the perfect environment for binge eating or emotional eating. When you work hard all day long and don't allow for rest or play or something you love to do, food becomes this easy, accessible way for you to give that rest to yourself. It also automatically sends your body into its rest and digest state. Because when you eat enough food, your body actually needs to go into that state that's our parasympathetic nervous system. It needs to go into that state to digest all that food. So the solution to overworking, and it's simple but not easy, especially if you are accustomed to filling your to-do list super full and maybe even feel some guilt about wasting. But that is the solution, is to build rest and recovery into your days. And not just on occasion, but making it a daily practice. And maybe you're thinking, I don't have time for that. I really don't. I have kids. I have a career. I have all these commitments. So you might be thinking of it in too broad of a sense. You might be thinking that you have to carve out two hours a day to go to the spa. And that's not what this is about. 
a little bit goes a long way, especially when you're building all of this in, in the beginning. So ask yourself, can you go for a little walk to your favorite coffee shop on your break for your favorite coffee or tea? Can you set a boundary with your family that when you get home from a long day of work, you want to have 10 minutes where you can just go lie on your bed and take some deep breaths? That one right there, 10 minutes of pure magic, I promise you. And it could even be time to rethink your exercise strategy based on the season of life that you're in. And at one point, I had to do this with my workouts. When I was working 40 to 50 hours a week building doors, solid core doors, very heavy doors, I was starting to get some shoulder pain and I was more fatigued than normal. So I had to stop doing the really intense, high energy, very shoulder intensive workouts for a while and sort of scale things back. However, now that I'm only working there two days a week, I think it's time to ramp it up a little bit because I have that capacity again. So ask yourself, what season of life am I in? Do I have the capacity for these really intense workouts right now? Or do I need to meet myself where I'm at and kind of tone down the intensity of my exercise right now so that I can build up my stamina and all those good things? You might also be thinking, you are wrong, Kayla. I just need to work harder. I just need more discipline. I need more willpower. And this leads us to reason number two, that high-performing women struggle with weight loss and emotional eating. That reason is excessive force and perfectionism. You might believe that the solution is to always work harder. And that creates this endless dissatisfaction because nothing feels good enough. You have these impossibly high standards and you want to nail every single choice. You want every single eating choice to be clean. You want to grit your teeth and restrain yourself from every indulgence that comes your way. Because you believe that the harder you work, the faster you'll get there. And you want to get there as fast as possible because you are so damn tired of this food and body stuff. And you just want to move on and live the rest of your life. So you're throwing everything you can at this challenge. Every strategy. Every tactic. You're probably thinking throughout the day, wondering how long it's going to take you to achieve your goal. And then you're also unwilling to celebrate the milestones along the way because it's not that exact, precise place that you want to be. You're not there yet. And that could be a certain number on the scale, or a dress size, or just something you think you'll feel or experience one day when you've gotten enough of a handle on your food issues. I don't know about you, but I get a little bit tired just talking about all of this. And that's going to lead us to reason three. But first, the solution for this. And that is to allow for flexibility and to play the forever game with your health and fitness. It's choosing to pace yourself for a marathon instead of going into a marathon at a sprinter's pace and blowing out your knee after 20 minutes. 
you can start to ask yourself, what is my level of force right now? If it's a nine or a 10, how can you start to ease off a little? What would it look like to have more gentleness and softness with yourself? And this doesn't look like creating excuses or abandoning your goals altogether. It could look like being more gentle in your self-talk as you go through your day. It could look like not wanting to get every last pound off your body yesterday, but instead trusting that when you continue building the right habits and taking care of yourself from a place of gentleness and self-acceptance, your body will cooperate with you. And it will cooperate with you in the timeline that is in your very best interest. And I honestly believe that that timeline for almost all of us, if not all of us, is much slower than our human brains would like. Because there are so many lessons and opportunities for growth inside our eating and weight challenges. And as I'm telling you this, and as you're hearing this, you might worry that taking some of the force and push out of your life will mean less performance. And I have amazing news from the trenches. It actually works the opposite. When you can infuse some grace and gentleness into your journey towards your goals, you'll be less stressed, which means you'll actually perform better. You might have heard at some point or another that stress actually makes us a little bit stupid. And I know that's been the case for me. So when you start to be more gentle, you'll feel better overall. You'll have way less stress. And the thing is, when you feel better, you're also going to do better. You're going to be more creative. You're going to have more inspired downloads and ideas come to you. You're going to have more energy. And you're also going to want to do the work instead of just trying to force yourself to do the work all the time. And all this pressure and perfectionism can be exhausting, which leads us to our third reason. And that is repeating patterns of burnout, apathy, and self-abandonment. So think about those times when you've ran yourself into the ground and then all you can do is sit on the couch watching Netflix up to your ears in pizza boxes and takeout containers. And this in turn makes you feel even more tired and it becomes a difficult cycle to pull yourself out of. Overworking, excessive force, perfectionism, impossibly high standards. They all lead to these occasions where you run yourself into the ground. And from that place, that's where this sense of apathy comes from. This, I just don't even care anymore mentality. There's this dullness. And there's this disconnection from your goals, from your dreams, and from what you know is possible for yourself and for your life. And that apathy also isn't real and it's not permanent because the reality is you do care so much. 
You've just temporarily burned yourself out and have expended all your emotional capacity to care in a moment. When you play the game of forcing and pushing and trying to get your body to submit no matter what, you drain all of your resources. This is when you might find yourself at the end of the night completely checked out. When we experience these cycles regularly enough, progress becomes next to impossible. And there's this amazing concept from the book, The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson. And he talks about the cycle of starting to go downhill, hitting this rock bottom, and you feel really bad. So you start to do things to pull yourself out of that rock bottom. And then what'll happen is you will feel better. So you'll stop doing some of those things. And then you'll go back down to that rock bottom. And it's this cycle. And what'll also happen if we're pushing and forcing too much is we'll feel really bad. So we'll push really hard and get to this point where it's unsustainable and that will drop us back to that rock bottom. So again, it's this cycle that we're going through where we never really make progress. We're just kind of oscillating back and forth between progress and backsliding. So the solution here is to honestly refer to the solutions above for overworking and excessive force. And that's where this kind of big overarching link comes from. And if you get nothing else from this episode, take with you the concept that intentionally resting regularly will change everything. So we're talking deliberate, intentional, scheduled rest. And I want to drive this point home, but this does not make you lazy. This makes you an intelligent, masterful steward of your own energy. Rest will make you a high performer, an even higher performer, especially when you're resting in the way that you choose. Instead of burning yourself out and letting your fried nervous system almost make the choice for you, and that choice very often looks like food, alcohol, shopping. Instead, you're choosing the ways you want to rest, and those are going to be more sustainable and life-giving. So that was reason number three. Our final reason that high performers struggle with weight and emotional eating is too much slay, not enough thrive. So what does this mean? This means that you are too much in your masculine energy and not enough in your feminine energy. This imbalance also contributes to the challenges we talked about above. So these are all connected. And as we dive into this, this masculine slay energy is not bad. I personally love my masculine energy. And this is a random side note. I have recently discovered human design, and I learned that I am a manifester, which is actually the only energy type that has a masculine aura. And this has really helped so much of my life and how I show up make a lot more sense. Anyways, masculine energy helps you get things done and take action. It's totally awesome. And also, too much masculine energy 
when not balanced with the feminine, can lead to all these other challenges. So the burnout, the overworking, the self-abandoning with food or alcohol, the dissatisfaction that comes from a perfectionist mindset. And now I want to paint the picture of what it looks like to be excessively in your masculine energy when pursuing your optimal health and fitness. I'm going to do a few red flags that could be a sign that you're too much in your masculine energy. The first is a fixing mentality. You're trying to solve all your problems, whether that's your overeating or the extra weight you don't want to have, certain health conditions, you're very much in problem-solving mode, which is a very masculine mode of operating. Another red flag is a hyperfixation on numbers, whether that's the number on the scale, your calories, your macros, etc. When these things become the only things you're noticing and paying attention to and celebrating, it does a few things. It pulls you away from your own body's wisdom. It stops you from connecting to whether or not a food is truly nourishing to you at a given point in time, or if you're truly satisfied by a meal you've eaten. This can also breed that perfectionism and rigidity we talked about in reason number two. Our bodies are actually feminine. They are sensual. To be in our bodies fully and to work with them rather than against them, we need that infusion of feminine energy, of softness, of a deep connection to ourselves. When we can operate from a place of loving, embodied connection and combine that with the right amount of masculine strength and structure, and that's the right amount for you. It's going to look different for every single person. That is how you can truly thrive and make more consistent, joyful progress with your body transformation journey. So clearly the solution here, if you've got too much slay, aka masculine energy, and not enough thrive, aka feminine energy, is to start infusing that feminine energy into your body transformation journey. So going inward instead of outward. Connecting to yourself. Start to connect with how your choices are making you feel. And also connect with how are your thoughts about your choices making you feel. You also want to have some surrender here and some letting go of rigid control. Especially when there are going to be certain things that aren't fully in your control. An example here might be a dinner out when you can't choose the thing that is perfectly in alignment with your goals. You can also take more time for stillness and reflection. So rest is also very feminine. And again, you've probably noticed the common thread throughout these four reasons. A big theme here is the life-changing magic of resting, slowing down, taking that time to connect yourself. It's dropping into more stillness and reflection. 
when we can take these pauses, which are so regenerative, we're going to do a few things. We're going to be able to have a deeper sense of peace, less stress. We're going to give ourselves the ability to regroup and get ready for those next workouts, those next healthy choices. And we're going to be more consistent overall because we've allowed ourselves those important, valuable periods of rest. And I know that this can be a scary thing for a high-performing woman to think about doing, especially if some of your worth is tied to your performance. You might not even feel fully worthy of resting. So, just a few things I wanted to close off this episode with. You are worthy of rest. You are worthy of taking the time and space to connect to yourself. You are worthy of playing and having fun for the simple sake of fun without needing to grow or benefit from it. You don't have to be afraid of losing your edge by resting because it's actually going to make you a better performer because now you have balance. You're going to bulletproof yourself against the burnout, the apathy, the I don't even care anymore moments. Because now you're allowing yourself some of that feminine thrive energy. Your thrive challenge this week is going to be to take a look at which of these reasons resonated the most for you and apply the suggested solutions. So slowing down, resting, connecting more deeply to yourself, to drop into that feminine energy. And this is going to help you not only keep slaying all your goals, including your body transformation goals, but you'll also ensure you remain in a state of thriving. From there, I am wishing you an excellent rest of your week, and we will chat again soon. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the show. If you want to connect with a community of other amazing women who are conquering their goals, taking massive action, and loving themselves through the process, I invite you to join my Facebook community, Slay and Thrive 365. You'll get weekly challenges, motivation, support, and accountability as you move towards your goals. Hope to see you there very soon.